Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I never thought of that. Okay, my friend. Well, that was a good one. That was a good one, Reg. I like that one. <laughs> anyway, okay, uh, you said in there, after all this frivolity, are you ready now? We have to do some work. Okay. Uh, get set. Get your finger on the trigger. Episode 401. 401. Wow. 99 to go until 500. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. All right. Are you ready? Star, smile, strong. Do you have the... Wait, wait what? You don't have the... <laughs> get the music ready. <laughs> Do you have the music? Yeah. Okay. Wait. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow, you are not, you are not, okay, wait, no, you have to, yeah, you have to get the, get the level here. Okay. You all right, man? That's good. All right, that's good. No, whoa, 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 that's too loud. Whoa, I don't want to start screaming. All right, that's not bad. That's good. Wow. You usually have that all set up before we start. What happened? <laughs> no problem. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> all right, here we go. Ready? <laughs> Star, smile, strong. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. But don't forget, listening is just a part of the Elton Jim Captain Podtastic experience. The other side is to get out there and spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family. Look at all those people up in uh, in Iowa and in New Hampshire during these primaries with all their signs for their favorite candidates. They got up at 6 in the morning to hold their signs and wait in line. That's what I need you folks to do, to get out there and tell your friends to listen to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Your devotion and loyalty are much appreciated. If you like what you hear, of course, you go to WGNRadio.com. You go to the podcast section. You go to the prompt for this podcast. And will you be in for a delightful discovery? Podcast after podcast. Information flowing. Entertainment flowing. Laughs flowing. Opinion flowing. Insights flowing. And if you're not too careful, you might just learn something. There's tons in there. There's got to be. Because this is episode 401. 401. 
A few people have said, uh, Jim, I noticed this was you know, last week was episode 400. Uh, you know, there was no there was no party. <laughs> there were no explosives. It was kind of low key. You just kind of put it out there. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, I don't know. Does any? I mean, this. I don't know anymore. I mean, you know, the 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 media world is so crowded these days. I don't know. Is I mean, I guess I could have made a special uh, little thing. Maybe I will. I, I I don't know. Maybe I'll mention it. Maybe I'll put it on my Facebook page. But I mean, at this point, I mean, I don't know where. where you know, there's no. Where do you announce this stuff? And these days, everybody takes a bow for doing nothing. So actually, when you actually do uh, perhaps accomplish or achieve some kind of a milestone, it, it, it almost doesn't feel that important because everybody's taking a bow for everything. So I don't know. 400 is certainly an, is an impressive number, I would think. We've been doing this almost, uh, what now, eight years? Four hundred, more than four hundred episodes. I'm proud of that, no question. But I just don't know in today's world what merits, uh, you know, a, a, a something. Uh, nothing is, is is things that are trivial have been blown up uh, way out of proportion, and then stuff that is actually impressive seems to go by the wayside. So I don't know. It's 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 a very confusing time. But let me just say, for those of you that are regular listeners, uh, I think you might know and appreciate the fact that this is episode 400, and a few people have sent along some nice, uh, some nice messages and congratulatory wishes on number 400. But as I said last week during the 400th one, uh, I certainly acknowledge it, but uh, you know, to me, it's kind of a speed bump. Let's move. Let's just keep going. You know, 500, I think 500 is kind of a cool number. Uh, 300, 200 was kind of cool. 300, now we're at four. But I think five is kind of a, we like, as I said many times, you like fives and zeros. And so five might be one that we we do some celebration on. But that's going to take a couple of years, right? <laughs> Nine, it's going to take 99 weeks, exactly. <laughs> 99 weeks. I should work that out to see 99 weeks from from this week. Uh, this is, what, uh, January 28th that this is post, or no, yeah, uh, 28th, yeah. No, 26th, 29th, right? Yeah, 29th, yeah, 29th, so... 99 weeks from now. <laughs> wonder what date that'll be. We could figure it out. I could go and count 99 weeks from this from from January 29th and we'll see. But uh, although I mean should I count it or should I start it from last week, really? We're already one week in. We're 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 a, we're a week closer to 500 than we were last week. <laughs> so maybe I have to start at the January 22nd. Yeah. 99 weeks from then. Well, no, no, that would be a hundred weeks from then. Oh gosh, listen, can you understand why I I, I was good in math up until, uh, you know, I was okay in algebra and then geometry and then on. Did you hear that? That's what's going on in my brain. Wow, could you imagine during geometry class when we're asking about Pythagorean theorem and uh, you know a train goes fifty-eight miles 
in 28 seconds and how many miles will it go in seven hours? Could you imagine what's going inside of my head then? (laughs) I have a great respect for people who have those mathematical brains. Uh, I, I, you know, what's interesting. I, 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 I think I believe, I believe, because I don't want to use the same word here. I believe that I think in a logical way on many things. But then I have to question that because I would think that math, you know, and geometry and, and higher math is, is rooted in logic. And it's just applying the logic. And, and then my head, I think the creative side, I think my brain is torn. My brain wants to be very logical, but I have a creative bent in there that keeps pushing the logic away. <laughs> it's, 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 it's an interesting, it's, it's, it's interesting in there. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> it's not always easy to wake up every morning here, folks, you know? <laughs> but anyway, I, get, I could, I mean, it could be figured out. And maybe there's some, some uh, person out there that has very logical, sharp math, 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 mathematical, uh, you know, powers, and could just tell me uh, when a hundred weeks will be. I would assume it's going to be 2026, 52 weeks in a year. So. There's a hundred right there. There's a hundred four weeks. So I mean, you can almost do it that way, right? But the actual date, we'll have to see. Who knows? We're on to five hundred. Put it that way. So, <laughs> get that out of the way. But no, thank you for the kind wishes. Anyway, four hundred was. Uh, it was a soft launch, as they say in the uh, in the marketing and public relations world. It's a soft launch. It wasn't, you know, soft launch means that you launch a product or uh, something new in a company or whatever. Uh, in a, You don't make a, you know, you don't set off uh, flares and fireworks. Uh, you just kind of let it go out there. The McDonald's Cosmics, if you will. Have you heard of this Cosmics thing? Uh, I will, as I do anytime I, I mention McDonald's, I will give a disclaimer. My wife does work for McDonald's. She makes great fries. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> she doesn't work in one of the stores <laughs> or in one of the restaurants. Oh, she's great at the uh, at the at the drive-in window. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, I mean, she she gets your order in two seconds. <laughs> no, no, she works at the headquarters. But I do give a disclaimer that um, that she does work for McDonald's. I'm not trying to promote McDonald's, but that McDonald's is, is such an omnipresent uh, force in our culture. It's hard not to use it uh, many times as an example. And, and this Cosmics thing, have you heard of this? It's a new, uh, it's a new kind of concept. Uh, it's under the McDonald's banner. They've never done this before. It's a, it's a version of McDonald's, but it's, it's a different type of food offering, a lot of quick things, a lot of drinks. It looks like they're obviously going toward a Starbucks, uh, almost Panera kind of a of a space there the way that i've seen it uh advertises it's it's, it's for that three o'clock slump you know at three o'clock in your in your day whether you're working or whether you're just out and about 
it seems like at three o'clock we get we we get the need for a little pick me up of something, a snack or something to get the blood going to keep things. You know, you're up in the morning, you're out and about, and then and then three o'clock it seems like the tank starts to get uh, a little low, and you need that pick me up. Uh, to finish out your work day in the next two or three hours or even you know your 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 day out and about doing whatever you do before the evening comes when you can relax and so that three o'clock pick me up uh, has become a thing and i think that that's what mcdonald's is uh, aiming at but this is my point is that uh it wasn't it was just it just kind of opened It, it it there wasn't there's i haven't seen one commercial for instance McDonald's is a huge, uh, you know, advertiser on television, but they've never advertised Cosmics yet on television. They've just, it opened, there's this one store, it opened up here in, in Illinois uh, in a southern um, suburb of Chicago named Bolingbrook, kind of a smaller, low-keyed area as well, and they just kind of opened it. And word of mouth has worked very well. Uh, people are in line Anything new people are excited for, and certain like McDonald's, which going into a completely new venture certainly piques people's interest. As I said, McDonald's is such a has been such a major force in in not only the restaurant world but the culture of the world for the last sixty or seventy years. So when McDonald's tries something new, every you know people who are fans of McDonald's want to try it out, and so that was a soft launch. So that's what we did here with the. Uh, with episode 400. It was a soft launch. You know, it, it, if you read it, it says 400. I talked about it, but uh, no big fanfare. We're on to 500. Now, uh, by coincidence, I guess, I didn't really plan it that way. I'm looking at my script here. and You know, on page seven, I don't really see um, anything that says talk about cosmics. But... Uh, <laughs> uh, Sometimes I go off the script. I'm like Donald Trump. I'll go off the teleprompter. Yeah, Reggie, the, the, the producer, has a teleprompter set. I could see it in the other room. And all this is very scripted. But every so often, like Trump, I will go off the, off the, the teleprompter. And you can always tell, I think. Can't you? <laughs> when I go off onto my, one of my 20-minute uh, tangents. <laughs> um, I didn't really mean to bring that up, the cosmic thing. But actually, it falls into what I want to talk about. Because I'm, look, <laughs> I told you in my in my my brain is 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 a very uh, you know crowded um, you know crazy little place. A lot of contradictions going on in there. Uh, I've talked many times. I I certainly embrace and appreciate technology. At the same time, uh, I am not someone who jumps on the latest technology fad. I'm not big on gadgets. I look for technology that, in my view, has a real tangible benefit that that allows me to do something that I do regularly much more easier and much more efficient. And I think that's great. And there are several technologies out there that do that. Granted, sometimes I am, like the, like the smartphone, I am slow to adopt them because at, at, at the same time, while I appreciate that and what technology brings and I, the convenience of it and the, uh, and the, and, and the, uh, the ability to do something uh, better, 
is always a goal in life, right? Um, I'm also many times set in my ways in that um, I like, if something works, I, I necessarily don't look for, unless you're going to blow me away, and that happens, um, I like to stay with what works. I've said to you many times, I'm very loyal. I've I bought the same brand of car for like 30 years, and if I find a handy man, handy person that, that, that does a good job for me, I will call that person up. I, if I have people that I work with uh, in different ventures or, as I said, you know, workmen around the house or any kind of you know, product, uh, if, it, if it does me, if it, if it does well, and I feel that it's been fair and it's been working, I, I am very loyal. To, to, to people or things like that. So it does take a lot. I, I don't I don't just run at the at the at the shiny little you know the, the the rattling keys or the or the shiny new object and just run at it. Some people do. They like to be first, they have to be early adopters. They want they want always have to be and try the newest things. Many times those things peter out uh, you know whether it's hairstyles or or, or fashion or whatever. Uh, if I find something that works, it's something I like, I stay with it. And I certainly change. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I adapt. Uh, but you got to really blow me away in order to, to change. Because I'm like, hey, I found something good. So unless I am totally blown away. And yes, I admit, the smartphone, you know, is something that that I use now regularly. And I'm scrolling and and... and and browsing, and I'm doing the whole deal with it. But I'm still not completely, I mean, as I stand here right now, my cell phone, I do not have my cell phone with me, my iPhone with me. Don't have it with me. It's not an iPhone. My smartphone. I don't have it with me. It's not here. It's not in the room. It's, it, I do not have it. You know, I'm, It's not in my pocket. It's not sitting next to me all the time. At home, uh, if if I'm in the living room watching television in the evening, I'm most likely that cell phone is in the kitchen because that's where I have the uh, you know the charger, and it's there. So you know, people say, "Geez, I text you. Why didn't you get back to me?" You know, I well because I I didn't hear your text. I, I didn't know you. I, you didn't know you text me. I I'm still. I know. I mean, my gosh. Talk about phones. Uh, our phone rarely rings. We don't even, I mean, now if something happened, we don't even get a lot of uh, of just like, you know, BS marketing calls anymore. Our landline, I still have a landline. Yes, I do. Uh, the landline rarely rings. Friends certainly don't use it at all. Maybe one or two, but not many. Uh and we hardly that phone rarely rings now. And if it rings, there's ha- it, ha- it hangs up. it hangs up. It's so it's it is a marketing call. Rarely, I don't even really use. I don't really give that number out anymore, which is which is interesting. When I'm you know uh, signing up for something, I will now give my mobile number because at least I do have that. I carry that phone with me. I have it with me more often, and it's easier to talk on. And it's easier to you know put the different phone numbers in once somebody calls you. So I mean, believe me, I have converted. 
I see the uh, the advantage of the smartphone, and I am using it. But I certainly, it's been almost, I think it's been two years now. It was like two years in November. I certainly am not still, I'm not consumed by it. I'm not TikToking all the time. I'm not posting all the time. I'm just, I'll scroll down, I'll check my emails, and I'll check my my texts and uh, and things like that on a, a semi-regular basis, but uh, I, I'm not, you know, it's not stuck to my hand or stuck to my hip, far from it. But at the same time, I certainly see the advantage of it. There's no question. But I'm wondering about something I've been seeing lately, and it's been creeping and creeping up, and now it just seems everywhere. So you tell me if, if you've been noticing this or maybe i'm slow to the game again and maybe people go jim what are you talking about but okay i've i've moved to the to the smartphone right i yes i have a series of apps on my phone but i don't have 800 apps i have apps that once again are i believe needed like for instance you know obviously you have your search engines you know like so i have my my email and i have facebook uh and uh you know i have google right okay those those are common that's not even a big deal but if you're looking at you know outside apps i have a couple of parking lot apps which do come in handy for uh, lower prices, especially in in big city like Chicago downtown, uh, parking uh, garages. So I have that app. I have some apps of some places that uh, a member of, like the like the uh, the Art Institute of Chicago. I have uh, the airlines I fly on American. That's where my miles are. I have uh, you know the 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 American app. Uh, so I have certain apps of things that I use on a, on a regular or semi-regular basis. I have a music app on there, YouTube music. Um, but I don't have a ton at all. It's just one screen's worth. I don't go to a second screen. So, uh, but I know that some people have a million apps to do everything. I do have Waves, which is the directional one, like the GPS. So I have some, as you can see, they're very, uh, uta- what, I guess, um, I don't know what the word is, but um, they're things that I, I use and need on a regular basis. I listen to music when I work out, so I use that. I'm parking. I'm traveling. Uh, you know, I'm going to, to different places, things like that that I go on a regular basis. But I don't just have an app for the for the sake of it. I don't just go on there, oh, I found this app that counts this. I have an app that does that. I, I Some people have a zillion apps. It, it, I'm just not, it's not in my, and, and, when, and then when they, when they tell me about the apps, I go, oh, that's cool. And sometimes I will actually add that app that someone tells me about. I see them using it and they tell me what they use it for. And I go, Oh, well, that's kind of cool. Let me, now, what is that? Like waves. I didn't have that. 
it's a you know GPS app, and a friend of mine says, oh, yeah, I have Waves. I'm like, okay. So then I was in the car with him, and he was showing me how it works. He says, yeah, you should use this one. It's a good one. Okay. I mean, there's Google, Google Maps. You can do that. But I have Waves, whatever that means. So yeah, I've, I, many times I will, uh, I will observe friends that, that, that have certain apps, and if something that looks like, well, that I could use, that, that to me makes sense. Once again, there's that logical side. It needs to make sense. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't need a million apps just to have a million apps on my phone, just to show that I have them, or, or, or I'm not inquisitive about it. Like I said, I'm not a big technology gadget guy. The, the another contradiction is, I for ten years, I've told you this before. I, I worked in public relations in technology. You know, from the from the like mid '90s to the um, to the to the mid 2000s. Uh, I, I I worked in technology for technology companies, either a, on the public relations agency side with various, uh, you know, many different technology companies, or on the corporate side for for one or two specific companies. I was I was deep into it, both on the on the on the the kind of the consumer retail side as well as kind of the 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 the, the technical side too. So it's not like I'm oblivious to it, or that I don't appreciate technology, or that, I, I, that I'm ignorant about it. Not at all. I just know or have seen how technology, a lot of technology is there to just because we can, not because we need to. And I've talked about that. I like technologies that, that we need, not just because we can. There's a lot of technologies that are just out there because we can. It's the same thing with apps. But so here's the thing that I've been noticing. You tell me. I mean, maybe I'm slow to the game on this. And maybe I am. But but now it seems, and once again, disclaimer, my wife works for McDonald's, but I'm, this is not to promote McDonald's or any other one. But me, most on television now, what I'm seeing, every company almost, any kind of retail company of any time, they want you to download their app. They want you to, to download their app. They will give you special discounts. You will get reward points. They want their brand in your phone. Now, I don't know behind the scenes, back office stuff, if getting onto your phone by installing that app I'm almost positive it does, I would imagine. There's so much, you know, small print. I would assume that once you accept an app on your phone, when you install it, you are giving that app permission to access some of your personal information. I mean, certainly, right off the bat, I mean, they've got your email, they've got your phone number. And if you're going on a retail app, most likely the whole idea is that it's, it's so quick and simple. They've got your credit card number, right? I mean, think about, think about how cavalier we are with our credit card numbers now. Think about if if my my parents have been dead for twenty years and 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 they they never really 
were embraced. They, they were alive when the internet uh, became mainstream, but by that time they were older and they never really, uh, they never had a computer at home. They, they, they were not partaking in the internet. Um, but I remember as a little kid, I mean, that credit card number was like your social security number. I mean, you guarded that, that number. In the early days of credit cards, older people will remember this. I remember this as being a little kid. Uh, you know, when you used to use your credit card, they used to uh, they used to have this kunk You'd put your card in this in this machine at the store, and it had carbon paper. I don't even think anybody under the age of 30 or maybe even under the age of 40 even knows what carbon paper is <laughs> right but they used to have carbon paper which would make copies while you were there it, it was it was it was almost like it was like a this purple piece of paper that once you used something like a typewriter or something hard to depress it would make a copy it was like an instant xerox machine before there was a xerox machine <laughs> Um, and this carbon paper was, was because it was literally, it got, it was like pistachio nuts. It was, it, you know, the red pistachio nuts, it got on your hands because there was this film or whatever that was that, that made, that made the carbon paper make this impression on another piece of paper. When you, you press down, whether, like I said before, on a typewriter or any kind of, 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 uh, of weight, you know, if you had you know you had numbers almost like Braille, if you would, but the numbers were raised or punched in, it would create the same image on another piece of paper. Well, there's little pieces of carbon paper. I, I, my gosh, just think about. It. I mean, that that's like you think about some of the businesses that uh, that were thriving businesses for decades, for fifty, sixty, seventy years. And then when technology came in, especially in the 80s and then into the 90s and, and certainly the 2000s, I would assume if you made, if you were a car, if you were like the world's biggest carbon paper manufacturer, your business almost overnight was obsolete. It's amazing how technology in the last 30 years has completely made some some long time thriving businesses obsolete almost overnight. And I've talked to you about you many times about the, the you know the print media like newspapers and magazines and retail stores, brook and brook, bricks and, and mortar retail stores like Sears. That I mean these were these were um, you know bedrocks of of, in, of, of, of of industry in this country. You know Sears and uh, and and Carson Peary Scott. I mean, some of these companies were were huge. Gone, gone, almost overnight, thanks to you know online shopping. It's amazing how some industries. I can only imagine there was somebody that owned like you know they made carbon paper, and so every office, every office. In the country, 
from, I would think, the, I don't even know when carbon paper was invented, but I would think from, let's, let's just say, you know, the industrial age, you know, let's, let's use the 1920s when the office really started to get popular, right? Uh, typewriters and stuff like that. Uh, let's just use the 20s as a thing. I would think they were still using carbon paper in the 80s, definitely. I know that. Maybe even into the 90s. So for like, just use, and maybe it was older than that. I don't know how old carbon paper is. I, I, I just am just thinking about this now, so I don't really have my, my, my facts with me. But, uh, but here was this, this thriving business of carbon paper, and boom, overnight, it was gone. It was gone. <laughs> it's amazing how technology has has completely changed uh, our culture. It really is. But so anyway, uh, they, when you had a credit card, you know, you put your credit card into this credit card machine. The, the person behind the, I mean, I mean, here's it, talk about how how am I how am I da- I'm aging myself here or dating myself? At most places now, you don't even go up to the counter anymore. You go, I mean, where do you even go to a counter? Is there a counter anymore to pay anymore? Most places have kiosks. You don't even have much interaction with the people that work. I don't even know if they have counters at places. I can't remember the last time I went into a fast food restaurant. It's always drive through I don't even know if they have counters in there anymore. I haven't sat down or gone into any kind of those kind of places like a McDonald's or a Burger King or a Wendy's or, or uh, you know, a Portillo's. I, don't, I just do not go in anymore. It's always drive-through. But, uh, but you would go to the Sears, the Sears, and you would buy and you would give them your credit card and they would put it in this machine and it would have the indention, and, 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 and so it your credit card now, I mean your credit card, your number used to be indented, not printed on the card. It used to actually be reliefed. It was up. And those numbers were there. So then when you put your card in the credit card reader, if you will, they, they, the person behind the desk would go get this heavy machine. You'd stick the card in there. There's a piece of carbon paper there. And then they would run this thing over the carbon paper. Your raised numbers and letters from your credit card would then imprint your credit card number on the receipt. And they would give you the receipt, but then they would give you the carbon paper too. And you would like, oh my God, you know, you made sure that you destroyed that carbon paper because your number was not only on your receipt, but it was on the carbon paper that created the receipt. And you were so worried about that carbon paper. Whoa, throw that, you know, destroy that carbon paper. Throw it out. Make it illegible because, you know, your your credit card number was on there. And today we use our credit cards and we give our numbers out. And we don't even think. I've talked to you many times about how we've uh, we have completely given away our our whole idea of of uh, of privacy for convenience and wow credit cards amazing that used to be this guarded thing and now it's like you type it in on any shopping website you give it to the person at any store 
You say it out loud, credit card, on the phone, credit card, credit card, credit. don't even think twice about it. Even your secret code, ooh, ooh. how much, I don't know, you, you know, they tell you like, oh, here's your security code. What kind of security is it? You're giving out that security code to everybody. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> you say it out loud. When you're at a store, you're on the phone. Yeah, my credit card here is a, a 728. I mean, you know, whatever it is. Everybody can hear it. <laughs> Secret code. Yes, yeah, security code. What are you talking about? So I think when you when you sign up for an app, you certainly, I believe, there's no question. That's I, I have to think that's one of the the hidden advantages. Of a of a retail app of any kind, whether it's for food or whether it's for shopping, whatever it is, I think that once you uh, have downloaded that app, when you hit that little install button, um, you're you're installing more than just uh, that app. I think you're installing some other little. Uh, technologies that are floating around in your informational world and tracking where you are or what you're doing or what you're saying and what you're spending on. There's no question about that. But we don't care because it's a cool app. It's a killer app. That was the big, that was the big line. Um, I remember back in the, in the mid-90s when I was working in, in public relations, that was the line, the killer app. We've, you, we don't even realize the technology jargon that is a, a part of our regular vocabulary now. It all started with technology. Killer app. That was the thing. Everybody wants a, wanted to, to create a killer app. Now, the app has changed in, as the, as the uh, delivery system has changed. Before, it was almost like a website. Now, the killer app is on your phone. But everybody wants that killer app. And believe me, there are some people that have made billions with that killer app. There's no question as to why everybody wanted to invent a killer app, and they still do. And you see it all the time. You see ads for them. But uh, I've noticed now, and maybe I'm not a big shopper in terms of, you know, like clothing places or I, I, when I, when I need, once again, I said, I'm very, in many ways, I'm very logical in the many ways I'm not, you know, you know, once again, I, I don't, I never was into going to a store and shopping for four hours. Just not my thing. When I need a pair of pants, I know the kind of pair of pants I want and I go to the place that has them and I buy them and I leave. (laughs) When I go to the grocery store, I, I am there for 20 minutes tops. I know exactly what I need to buy. I buy it and I leave. I do not go through every aisle. I do not see what that that uh, that might tickle my fancy because most of the time it doesn't. So I just view that as a waste of time. Browsing to me, uh, I've never been a browser. That's one reason why probably I'm not that big about the you know the the, the smartphone. I'm not a browser. I use it when I need it. When I need to buy something, I go buy it. And I know and I go and as I said before, if something that I like, I will go there first and I will buy it if they have still have it and I will be done. 
Check mark. Done. So I've been noticing now, though, because now, I mean, there's, there's not even an assumption. I mean, there's not even, it's not even a question. Um, one reason why I, I got a, a, a smartphone was not only because the small cell phone I had was no longer viable with the 5G network of my carrier. That was the main reason. But I also saw that in today's world now, there's not even, you know, having a, a, a smartphone is not some novelty. It is, it's accepted and, and, it's, and it's, it's assumed that everyone has one. If you go somewhere, they don't say, if you have a smartphone, scan this code. You don't hear them say that, right? They say, scan the code. The assumption is, you've got a cell phone, you've got, you've got a smartphone, you've got a camera, and you know how to scan that, that, that QR code, and you're off to the races. So there's no, if you have, then do, no. They've jumped past that. It's scan this. Use the app. There's, there's a, already an assumption throughout mainstream culture now that everyone has a smartphone. So if you don't, you really, it's hard, I think it's hard for you to, to get by in modern society. So I had to get one. And I was going to get one anyway until you know, my carrier sent me a letter and said, you have to get one. <laughs> and I'm glad they did. I needed that push, and I'm glad I did it. But yeah, there's, there's no... So now what I'm seeing on television is every, especially every fast food company out there wants you to get their app and use their app whether it's Domino's Pizza or it's uh, you know Little Caesars or Pizza Hut, whether it's uh, Subway Subs or Firehouse Subs or Jersey Mike Subs, I'm trying to be as fair as I can, whether it's Burger King, Wendy's, Taco Bell, McDonald's, whatever it is, everybody wants you to use the app. Order ahead, use the app, reward points faster, use the app, you know, free fries, free this, free Coke, free shake on our app, use our app, use our app, you, everybody use our app, use our app, use our app. And my wife does it. She uses the app for different things all the time. She's got way more apps than I do on her phone. And I'm just, I'm, I'm still, I don't have any of those apps like that. And I'm, and, and, and to be honest, I'm not a big fast food purveyor, if you will. I'm not a big fast food user. You know, it's not like I'm stopping every day. I don't, I'm not a coffee drinker, so I don't go to Starbucks. Um, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm not a big you know, I don't stop into McDonald's or Wendy's or White Castle or or Taco Bell on a regular basis. I don't even go there once a week if I go there once a month to any of one of them. Maybe one. And I don't even think that much. 
So, you know, and 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 it's not like I'm you know getting a you know a Jimmy John sub or or whatever you know or we're not ordering pizzas from Domino's and all. That. I'm just that's not what we do. So to me, uh, I, I I really don't have that much need for it. But every place wants you to be on their app. So now, you know, once again, I, I'm talking to my wife and I said, God, getting inundated by most of these fast food places, they all want you to download their app. And she said, well, you know, first of all, it's very convenient. If you go on the app, you know, this, I mean, once again, I, I am always impressed with the technology. I may not embrace it, but you have to be Im- impressed by by what it allows you to do. There's no question. As I said, I'm not a Luddite. I understand the, the advantages of it. But my life isn't as complex as many others, I guess. So I don't need to be on top of everything all the time, every minute. And most people don't, but they like to think that they are. But uh, so she says, well, like, for instance, if you're going to order something, you know, the app, say you're in your car, and I probably, you know, once again, I'm telling you something you already know. But, you know, I'm, I can't help but be impressed by this. She's like, look, you know, it, it, you know, the reason why most of these fast food places want you to get on their app is because, first of all, from their standpoint, in terms of serving you, it allows them to serve your order quickly, right? Uh, those lines when you go to the to the you know the drive-through pain now you know thanks to uh, COVID you know thanks to COVID that's an odd phrase but because of COVID let me put it that way because of COVID there were. And we talked about this. There's different uh, processes that that went into place given the restrictions of COVID, and many many businesses found that those were more efficient than the way they were doing things before. And even though the COVID pandemic lessened, uh, they many businesses found that the different processes that they installed to to work within a COVID world, a pandemic world, were actually more efficient and better for everyone involved, them and their customer, than the way they were doing it before. So the pandemic actually forced them to think, how do they do things better and more efficiently? And they've actually incorporated those now into their everyday business. So now we have curbside pickup at many grocery stores, at many retail stores. Once again, you can go on the app, order something, and let them know you're there, and they come out and deliver it to your car. Uh, I know, I, I know that Home Depot does it. I know grocery grocery stores do that now. Uh, there's many parking spots that used to be the closest spots I used to park in that now say they're reserved for pickup. I don't know how many people are really doing that because I don't see people in the cars waiting. So I don't think people are listening to that. But. Uh, if you don't, if you're, I mean, I to me, to be honest, I should probably use the grocery store curbside pickup app because for the most part, I get the same thing every week when I go to the grocery store. So I could pretty much hit 
everything. I could probably get that on the app, and I wouldn't even need to go to the store because I said I don't browse. I really don't browse in the store. I go directly to the aisles and the uh, products that I want, and I go there and get them and put them in my cart, and when I'm done, I'm off to the checkout. I am not going up and down the aisles. Oh, oh, well, you know, I haven't had that in a while. No, I don't do that. So I should, once again... This is the that's this is the this is the conflict. This is the dichotomy. Though that app is probably made just for me. It would probably make my life a lot easier. I wouldn't even need to go into the store. I wouldn't even need those 20 minutes could be saved. I mean ultimately and that's one thing my wife was saying, well we're saving, you know the, the the apps are saving you they're saving everybody time. Okay, I guess so. But I don't know. I mean, is that twenty minutes? That I don't know. Is my I don't know if my world is is going to live and die over saving fifteen minutes in a grocery store. But maybe for some people, it's just hey. It, once again, we love convenience. We will give up our privacy. We'll give up anything for convenience. So there's no question. I mean, if, if you're ordering, you know, the stuff, uh, you know, food, for instance, fast food on an app, you're like, you know what? I have a taste for blank hamburger, blank shake, blank fries, whatever company, whatever restaurant is your favorite one. So you go in the app. The app knows where you're at. As I said, my God, it's amazing. The information that we voluntarily give up about ourselves. So you get into that app, and the app, and sometimes you might be driving toward home, and you go, oh, yeah, before I stop, I'm going to go get a, you know, a Wendy's Baconator or a, you know, a Culver's Butter Burger or a McDonald's Big Mac, whatever your your preference. So maybe you go to the, the store that's close to you, but the app will let you know where the closest one is if you have a, oh, you know what, I've just got this this taste and this urge for this food, you know, the app will tell you where the closest one is, it will you order it, and it will, ha- you know, in theory, you order it, you pay for it because you've put your credit card in there, and um, it will tell you, you know, pick it up. It's done. So there's no waiting in the line to make the order. There's no waiting in the line after you make the order to pay, and there's no waiting in the line after you pay to pick up the food. I mean, you know, I know it sounds like, oh, wow, it's it's not like you're climbing Mount Everest, but we love convenience. So there's no question that, in theory, when it works right, this app thing is the way to go. I'm not denying that. It's an amazing technology. It does make it faster and convenient. I'm sure it's better for the... uh, the, the, the restaurant itself, because they don't have these long lines and the pressure of, oh, my God, getting this done. The, the order is put in. It gives them, they, they've got a couple of minutes because they know where you're at. There's amazing communication going on here in terms of locations and stuff like that and approximate times and all that stuff. There's no question that it's a much more efficient and convenient experience i get that but like everything else once there is 
a good idea, everybody copies it, <laughs> right? Everybody copies it. They try to put their, their twist on it, but they, they copy the basic idea, and then they, they fudge with it a little to make it a little different, but it's the basic idea. So here's my view. I get it. Now, maybe I, you know, at first, maybe I don't know. I don't know what the first company, like, say, fast food place had the first app. I don't know. But whoever had it, everyone else said, oh, whoa, okay, that's the way to go. And now everyone has it. Now, one of the things that my wife was saying was, well, you know, not only is it more efficient and convenient for both sides, both the customer as well as the the restaurant, but it's also, from a marketing standpoint, it's good because now their brand is on your phone. You may be more likely to get that one brand whose app that you have downloaded, for instance, for that 3 p.m. pick-me-up, whether it's a Taco Bell burrito or a, uh, you know, a White Castle slider, whatever it may be, you know you're in the neighborhood and you say, oh, okay. And so now I look on my phone and there is the logo for that thing. So I've already, you know, now it's like it's becoming part of my regular routine. So I understand that from a marketing standpoint. I get that. But, like for instance, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Netflix was the only game in town. Got to have Netflix, right? This is a great streaming, whatever that meant, right? What is streaming? We don't know. We didn't know what streaming was. You know, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you know, Netflix used to send you DVDs in, in an envelope. And then suddenly they started to say, you know what? Uh, you can watch those shows through your television without having us to send this thing. And we're going to install this new technology into your television one way or the other, and uh, it's called streaming, and you know we don't need to worry about you know sending back the DVDs. It's right there. It takes two seconds. Wow. I mean, do you remember the excitement that you had when you first experienced Netflix? The 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 ease, the convenience, the the access the offerings you'd go through that and go oh my god look at everything is on here i could watch almost anything i want and all i do is click something it was a revolution literally we have in the last 25 years i don't even know almost 30 years now i don't even think we realize how many technology revolutions we've been through we've been through quite a few before a technology revolution used to come every 15 years. There'd be one thing that would kind of be a, a game changer. Now, 
We have game changers every two or three years, if not a shorter time span. We have been through several behavioral game changers in the last 15 years. Not just one, like 20. I don't even think we realize because they, be, they become part of our, our, our daily routine so quickly that we don't even realize it. But do you remember the, I do, I remember a friend of mine who had you know, the Netflix streaming. I couldn't, I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. Well, now, of course, to my point, when Netflix comes in, changes the way people watch television and enjoy entertainment in general, a, a startup company, not one of the major monolith you know, media companies, but a total new company that just, you know, the big word is disruptor now, disrupts the industry with their ideas and their presence and changes everything. The, the major companies go, whoa, wait a minute. Well, we got to get in on this. These guys are making money hand over foot. And, if, and you look at a place like Disney, for instance, that says, my gosh, look at, look at our, you know, Netflix has to go out and purchase the rights to these things. We have got one of the greatest back catalogs in the history of, of, uh, of communications, of entertainment. So then everybody got a streaming service. So now it's how, how many streaming services do you subscribe to? You you have to you can't subscribe to everyone because you'd be paying 10.99, you know, 58 times. You'd be spending, you know, 10 grand a year on this. So my point is there used to be one thing, Netflix, that was a nice companion piece to your cable. Now people have cut the cable and they don't even have cable or satellite. They just have a streaming service and an antenna. The idea that they have an antenna is hilarious because we did away with antennas for like 40 years with cable and now we're using antennas again. (laughs) Everything comes back around. But I mean, people have gotten rid of their cable and their their satellite systems, and have just used are just using streaming services now. That's a major in that the cable was a revolution thirty five forty years ago, and now streaming is a major revolution. This is my point. And so now everybody has a streaming service. Every major channel, whether it's a news channel, entertainment channel, entertainment company, studio, everybody. They saw Netflix and they all copied it. They all enhanced it somewhat. They added things, whatever, to make it their own cool app. But it's their streaming service. So what I'm seeing now, there's a million of them. Now you have to choose. And there are some shows I'm missing out on because it's like, hey, I can't, I can't just, I can't keep subscribing to every new streaming service, even though there's some that I might want to see with really good shows. I'm just missing out on those shows and life goes on, I guess. You know, what can I say? I can't, I can't subscribe to every one of them. So I'm missing some shows that I would really like to see, but I have to make a choice. So it's the same thing to me now with these 
with these fast food or these food apps, it seems. I don't know who the first one was. But now everyone has it. And so from my standpoint, aren't we, we, I understand why the company, you know, needs to have an app and they want you to, you know, they want, they want you from that, from that product loyalty standpoint, as well as that behavioral, uh, you know, standpoint, you're, where, where, you know, you're there, that little, every time you look at your apps, when you're on your phone, you see their logo behavioral every time you're in your car and you say well maybe i'll go so get you know get some fries here boom as well as whatever informational access that gives them in terms of your buying habits or what you might like how many times you get stuff hey this is for you right you don't even know what's going on in that phone i got news for you maybe i don't have news for you maybe you already know but we don't care how many times have you ordered something and then on your phone, you get 50 other more. Somebody knows that you ordered that, and now here's some other things for you. You know, we think that the iPhone or the, the smartphone is a com- communications device. It isn't. It's a marketing device. That's all it is. We are inundated with marketing, how to sell us things. The information is there. That's, that's, that's like the loss leader. That's like when you go into the store and the grapes are on sale for 99. They want to get you in that store for the grapes for 99 so you'll spend another $500 on the other stuff. The information on your phone, on Facebook, on all those other things, that's, that's, those are loss leaders. That's the initial lure to get you in. But they're marketing you at every turn. And so to me now, it seems that I think with... Just like the streaming services, that now the market is just saturated with streaming services that you don't know how many can you get and how many. It seems to me that I understand that you're looking for brand loyalty, and we're all, we all have our favorite things like that, right? But if everybody's offering you some great discounts, and it's so easy to install an app on your phone, and as I said before earlier, some people are just into, you know, uh, installing apps of just gathering as many apps as they can because they're there. As I said before at the beginning, because we can, not because we need to. So you just hit install, fine. Now I got. So now, to me, aren't we at a point now where while it may have been cool, yes, I can get my Big Mac or my Butterburger or my Baconator or my my Slider or my Domino's Pizza or whatever it might be, my Crunch Wrap Burrito, <laughs> whatever it may be from wherever it is, to me, if I've got, that's one thing, if I say, you know what? I just like to go to restaurant one. That's where I go for my fast food choices. Okay, then you know what? If you have one of those apps on your phone, that makes sense. That's the one you go to. It's there. It's convenient. Boom. But now, with every food place or even store, like retail store, you know, sign up for our app. Sign up for our app. Now I've got 50 
different food and retail store apps on my phone. So now where's the convenience? It's We're back to a muddled, giant ocean of choices again. Just like Netflix was cool when there was just Netflix. But now there's a million of them. So I have to make a choice. The same thing here. I have to make a choice now because everybody has an app. And they're all enticing and they're all convenient and they're all efficient. I get it. But aren't too many apps making the choice again as difficult as it used to be? Initially, the app was convenient, and the company said, "Ooh, we can actually get into, we can we create this brand loyalty with our with our user." You know, I get it, but now there's fifty places to go. Just the same way before there was an app. While I'm driving down the street, and say, "Oh, there's a McDonald's, there's a Wendy's, there's a Burger King, there's a." A Culver's, there's a White Castle, there's a Taco Bell. Well, now I'm, instead of driving down the street and seeing these places and seeing how they are maybe enticing me, oh, there's a Dairy Queen. Now, instead of looking as I'm driving and, and noticing these as I'm driving, that some of them may appeal to my appetite or my cravings at that moment. Now when I look at my phone, I've got 70 choices. So suddenly that brand to me, that brand loyalty has been diluted. Now you are once again competing with the whole world as opposed to having that exclusivity that you thought you had initially, because people are downloading all the apps. So where's the exclusivity? Where's the brand loyalty? Where's the one-on-one? Now your logo is one of 15 on that phone. So I understand why companies want you to do that. But at the same time, I, I think, and once again, this is just, maybe this is my... As I said to you before, my my old school way of thinking. It's the same way when people want to you know talk about the the virtues of vinyl records, right? Oh, you get to listen and you get to touch it and hold it. I get that. I used to say that all the time. Thirty years ago, when it first started, and no one was listening, I was like, "Boy, do I miss." holding an album and looking at the lyrics that I could read and the the album art. I said that 30 years ago. No one cared. (laughs) Once again, I feel like I'm 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 a voice in the forest just screaming. But maybe, just maybe, what we need to start to do is create more of a human touch. We are getting more and more isolated. The whole idea of the app, pretty much, is that there is very little contact with a human. Very little. The person still has to bring it out to you, I guess. 
But that's it. You know, think about think about the 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 average drive through. You talk to somebody on the mic on the intercom, you pay somebody, and then someone else gives it to you. You are interacting with at least three people, and they're three different people. But on the app, you're basically not interacting with anybody. And even when that person comes out, you roll down your window and they hand you a bag, and that's it. Oh, I understand efficiency. But I would think that perhaps in terms of brand loyalty and warm fuzzies about a company, as everybody now is in the killer app world, maybe it's that company that promotes a more inclusive experience maybe it forces you to maybe even go into the restaurant could you imagine that in today's world ordering from a person getting food on a tray sitting down in the restaurant where you ordered it and eating it with other people what a concept so, no, I don't have every fast food or every retail store app on my phone, and I probably won't. In fact, I don't even think I have, and I have one or two actually on there, but I've never used it. I've never used them. I still go to the drive through I still probably wait longer than I have to, but once again, to me, I I appreciate the convenience and the uh, the efficiency, but I still, I guess, don't want to be so connected and so dependent on the technology that maybe I just enjoy driving down the street seeing a place and go, oh, maybe I'll stop there. For me, my eyes are still the killer app rather than the one that's on the phone. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com. Or wherever you go to find your favorite podcast, we are there. And don't forget to tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody who listens to a podcast that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and devotion are much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 401. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. From the end of my mind, to your ears. And that ain't no killer app.